0: Two kg Sports Minds have created a podcast to answer one very important question what's the spread? now here are your hosts Brad Thomas and Miles Markowitz Championship Saturday we are just a couple days away from the final
1: college football playoff rankings. What's the spread? Welcome in. How exciting is this? This is the time of year that we get excited for. We got championship football, and then after championship football, we got bowl series. This is football money-making season, baby.
0: So today we're going to go into uh, all of the 10 conference championship games, because as you all very well know, this is, uh, Brad and I, is one of our favorite weekends of the
1: year. Yes, absolutely.
0: Uh, we do have a little appetizer on Friday night, the Pac-12 championship game. Actual playoff implications this year for the first time in a while in this game. It's beautiful. Number five, Utah. Number
1: 13, Oregon. Utah, six-point favorites here. Who you got? I'm going with Utah and the Utes. Uh, Like I said at the beginning of the season when we talked about our conference picks, I picked Utah to win it all. I thought that uh, Brent Huntley and Zach Moss were really poised and on a mission to make a statement in the Big 12 this year. And you could see it. Progressively this season, they've gotten better. They've been more and more dominant. We knew the defense was there, but look, like, let's look last week compared to that first week against uh, BYU. Those are two totally different offenses. This offense knows they have a good defense, so they're willing to take a little bit more chances. And holy shit, Zach Moss is an animal. And they're healthy. Yes. I explained that you mentioned our preseason picks. You did pick Utah
0: to win the conference. Yep. I had Oregon to win the conference, but we both had this matchup. Yes, we did. So, I wanted to stick with my original preseason pick, but after going into it and watching Utah play all year, which not a lot of people did this year, yeah. <laughs> uh, especially if you look at the national media, nobody wants to include Utah in the playoff, but I'll tell you right now, they're they're one of the best teams in the country. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And there's no denying... Uh, how good the Utes have been. So I'm going with Utah here, minus six. I think it's a really favorable spread. And you mentioned Zach Moss and Tyler Huntley. These are two guys who Utah has just been waiting yeah. for them to be healthy. And they finally are, for the biggest time of their year, in prime position. Utah, number one scoring defense in the conference. And the reason that I decided to point that out is because Washington has had the number one scoring defense yeah. in the conference in Chris Peterson's tenure. And that's why they have been so dominant. That's what it takes to be successful, especially in the Pac-12. Oregon, they seem to be on a little bit of a downslide uh, since the Arizona State loss. Uh, They still rank in the top 16 in scoring offense and defense, but the Utes outscoring their opponents in the second half, 193-61. Beautiful. I'm with you here, man.
1: Dude, I think it's easy money in my opinion. So next, we're going to go to the... uh, Big 12 championship. Number seven, Baylor taking on number six, Oklahoma. Oklahoma is a nine-point favorite in this noon kickoff. Miles, I went back and forth on this, and I was like, man, Oklahoma, they really need to make a statement here. Baylor needs a revenge game. I'm just going to go ahead and take the points here with nine points. Uh, I I do think that I'm a little afraid that Jalen Hurts and that Lincoln-Riley offense, will, will they figured out how to score on that great Baylor defense. Um, and I, we won't see one as close as we did last time, but I got to take the points in this matchup. So you're taking Oklahoma or Baylor? Baylor, I'm taking the points, yeah.
0: You're, you're taking Baylor? Yep. Okay, so you think that they won't figure out the, uh, that No, that see, that's the
1: only thing I'm afraid of. Oh, it's the only you're afraid of. But okay. I, I just, it would just be asinine for me for a team that, that has covered so few spreads in, in Oklahoma to, to not take – that's a two-score game right there.
0: Yeah, so – It was, what was it in the Week 10 matchup? It was 10 and a half, I think? Yeah. Or or 10. Uh, I was comfortable taking Baylor there, but I'm going to go Oklahoma minus nine here. I looked back to the year 2017 when they ended up playing TCU uh, twice that year in the regular season and the championship game. It was a top 10 TCU team with a very similar defense. They beat TCU in the regular season 38-20 and then come back in the championship game and take it to them 41-17. After Baylor went out to that 28-3 lead in that game, I saw the Oklahoma team that I thought I was going to see. CeeDee Lamb also did not play in that Week 10 matchup. No, he did not. Expected to play this weekend. And I'm going with Jalen Hurts. 31 passing touchdowns, 18 on the ground.
1: Any other year, Jalen Hurts would have won the Heisman, and he would have been the front runner. This has been one of the craziest Heisman years to think about.
0: Yeah. All right. So, I'll I'll take Oklahoma there. You're going to go ahead and go Baylor. Let's go to our next one, which is our first group of five matchup. The Sunbelt Conference Championship. A rematch from last year. A noon kick. Louisiana. And number 21, Appalachian State. Appalachian State minus six. If you remember last year, I think this was something like a 16.5 point spread. App State won, but they did not cover. Who you got?
1: Listen. Oh, man, this has been – I went back and forth on this a couple times. App State is playing absolute great football. But since uh, Louisiana's lost to App State earlier in the season, they have been destroying teams. Have a, they have a 31-3 victory against Texas State. 48-0 against a Coastal Carolina team who knows how to score. 37-27 versus South Alabama. Let's not let's not even talk about what they did to Troy. 53-3. I am going to take uh, Louisiana Lafayette and Levi Lewis – to upset Appalachian State. Appalachian State has played a marvelous season. Hats off to them. But Louisiana, this is their time. They finally figured out their offense, especially against good defenses that they've played, and they've scored points. Appalachian State will not be able to keep up offensively with um, the Raging Cajuns here.
0: These teams are one and two uh, in the conference in almost every statistical category, so it's definitely the top teams uh, in the Sun Belt. As you mentioned, the Cajuns, they're averaging 274 yards on the ground uh, per game. App State, though, only allowing 134 yards per ground yep. on the game, uh, per game. App State won this matchup as one-and-a-half-point underdogs on the road in October. They won that game 17-7, to so with them being home... And their defense, I'm going to go ahead and take App State here, minus six. And we're going to disagree on the first two out of three of our games. Oh, I love it. All right, let's go ahead and go over to the Marathon Mac Championship game. Used to be on a Friday night, but I guess they don't want to compete with the Pac-12 anymore, so that's fine. We have the Miami-Ohio Redhawks and the Central Michigan Chippewas, Central Michigan seven-point favorites. The line here opened at two and a half. It's already moved all the way up to seven, and for good
1: reason. Central Michigan, sneaky,
0: nine, two, and one against the spread.
1: Oh season. my god. Jim Malcawain turned that program around. You know, I saw someone say, why is Malcawain in one of the finalists for coach of the year? He turned this team from the gutter to, to championship contenders, legit championship contenders. I'm gonna take Central Michigan minus seven. I, I, I'm not having been too impressed by Ohio um this year. And I think it's because they get stuck in that Mac madness where they have a lot of games that they're leading and then they 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 blow the game. Like, think about Think about the game against Ball State. I think they were a uh, four-point favorite in that game. Oh, no, they are four-point dog in that game. At one point, they were leading the game. Ended up getting destroyed, 41-27. to Give me Central Michigan all day. Better team, good team at covering, better coach than Jim McElwain. Well,
0: and Miami uh, clinched the division pretty early. So you mentioned that Ball State game. They lose 41-27. The week before that, they beat... Akron by three 20 to 17 Akron's one of the worst teams in college football Central Michigan here coming in with two running backs Jonathan Ward Kobe Lewis when I looked at the stats couldn't believe it they combined for 2,000 rushing yards and 26 rushing touchdowns on the year how about you get some I'll go ahead and take Central
1: Michigan minus seven as well what's up next next oh my god can it be we have UAB versus Florida Atlantic, Florida Atlantic, seven and a half point favorite. The reason I said, oh my God, is because Lane Kiffin did it. He got his boys into a championship game. This is the Conference USA Championship. Miles. What side of the tape are you on?
0: Okay, so UAB's head man, Bill Clark, 11-2. and 11-2 against the spread as an underdog in conference play, and that includes nine outright wins. UAB 26-1 and one against the spread in its last 27 games against conference opponents. This is a tough one. The Blazers won a three-way tiebreaker just to get into this game. It's a 130 kick on the road at Florida Land. It was 7.5. I'm going to go ahead and take the points here with UAB plus 7.5 and, and go with a seven-point loss. FAU, man. 9-1 and one since losing their first two games yes. to Ohio State and UCF. There's no doubt. Both teams, very impressive defenses. Did not meet in the regular season,
1: so a lot of unknowns. Uh, I'll go with UAB. I'm very glad you brought their, their two losses up uh, to start the season. I mean, think about this. Ohio State has been annihilating teams. They play against Florida Atlantic. They were destroying them. You could say they took their foot off the gas, or you could say this is a better Florida Atlantic team than we really thought. Both are good answers because they lost the game 21-45. They played against UCF. They got destroyed. But then they turned it around. They weren't absolutely dominant, but what they proved is they can score points. And that's that's what I think that that, that Ohio State game was really sure. a, a, a preview of what to see, that they know how to score. Lane Kiffin is an offensive mastermind. I think they've scored, what, 30? Uh, uh, 28 points in every single game they've played except for those first two games of the season. I'm fair to take the seven and a half points. I hate how these lines keep getting that extra hook on them. So personally, I'm going to buy the seven and a half just so I can just so I can fade the fade the the bad beat of the half point. But I'm taking Florida Atlantic and Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin is trying to win this championship, win his ball game, and go to one of these uh, power five schools. All right, next we have the American Athletic Conference championship
0: game. A 3:30 kick. Number 20 Cincinnati. Number 17 Memphis. Haven't seen anything like this. They literally just played in this stadium last Friday. Here we go again. In that game, Memphis, I believe they closed at about a 12-point favorite. while well, they're 9-point favorites here. For Cincinnati, they replaced Desmond Ritter, who was a little banged up, with this kid, redshirt freshman, Ben Bryant. And he actually played but, really yeah, well. Played pretty solid, yeah. But it's still up in the air who's going to start the game. I'm going to assume that they're going to go with Ben Bryant just because he's a better thrower than Ritter. Memphis minus nine. I'm going to go ahead, as much as it pains me, it's so difficult to beat a team twice in one season, let alone in back-to-back weeks in the same stadium. But with Memphis uh, explosiveness on both sides of the football, I feel like that they can blow a game open with just a couple plays. I'm going to go ahead and take Memphis here to get it done by 10.
1: Dude, I'm, I don't care if they got Desmond Ritter. I don't care who their quarterback is. Cincinnati offensively cannot keep up. I said it once, and I'm going to say it again. Brady White is having a stellar season. I was going to spew off his numbers, his 2019 stats, but I don't even really want to do that. What I want to do is his numbers versus the AP Top 25. Five. And why I say that is because they play so few Top 25 teams uh, being in this conference and their schedule. Five touchdowns against the Top 25. 583 yards against the top 25, but his completion percentage, 57.6%. He does tend to just want to throw it away, but he's one of those quarterbacks who would rather throw an interception than punt the ball, but Brady White is having a stellar season. I think this Memphis offense is going to be too much to handle once again. Give me the points. I mean, uh...
0: Last week I had to take Cincinnati plus fifteen just to feel comfortable in that game. Yeah. Because I just don't believe in in the firepower of Cincinnati's offense. So as tough as it is to get uh, you know, uh back to back wins here, they are at home. Uh and, and here's the other thing too, you gotta keep in mind. Memphis has been in this conference championship game two years in a row at UCF. They lose both games in heartbreakers. Yes. So it's time to get it done. All right, let's go ahead and go into one of the big ones, the yes. SEC championship game, four o'clock kick, number four Georgia, number two LSU, uh Spot in the playoff on the line. LSU here at the time of recording. Seven and a half point favorites. Go ahead, Brad.
1: Oh, man. Oh, man. So, looking back, you think about when LSU's played great defenses. They've played two great defenses this year. One game, they destroyed the great defense in in Florida, 28-42. Wasn't like that, honestly, as the game went on, but LSU became to be too much. The second game, they played a, a different kind of great defense, more of a run-stopping defense, which is in Auburn, they won the game 23-20. to For me, I went back and forth here because I was like, well, how are they going to match up against, against Georgia? Georgia hasn't been outputting too much on offense. They lost to SC, but who cares about that game? LSU in their last three games have scored 50 points or more, but I have to take... I have to take the points here. I have to take Georgia because I'm getting more than a touchdown. I perfectly think LSU can win this game by three points, but I'm going to take Georgia plus seven and a half because they have the best, I repeat, the best run defense in the country. And if you notice, Joe Burrow in this offense has thrived on being able to, to, to rely on the run game because they know Joe Burrow can throw the ball in the middle of the field because they're getting Four yards every run, so that opens up the offense, and Joe Burrow's attacking the middle of the field. I'm be the first person to say it, but those kind of plays open up because the linebackers have to creep up because they know the run is coming, they they feel the run coming, and they know that they're getting four yards a buck.
0: One of the biggest stories of the year, Joe Burrow, in yes. that offense. There's no doubt about it. LSU, in the AM game, only allowed seven points. It was really impressive. Total blowout. I was feeling, well, A&M's been playing pretty well. Yeah. Uh, in these games, haven't won any, but complete blowout. But here's what I was. Here's where, but I, I can't get out of my mind against Ole Miss, Brad. They gave up 402 Dude, rushing yards. in It that was football gross. Game. 400 rushing yards to Ole Miss. LSU has had a glaring weakness all year long, and the only problem is only a couple people are talking about because everyone wants to talk about the offense. Everyone wants to talk about Burrow. You know what Kirby Smart wants to talk about is how he's going to exploit that LSU defense. Yep. Georgia is coming into this game confident. They were my pick to win the national championship, and after that loss to South Carolina, I started to doubt them. But they're really starting to put it to, put it back together. Remember, in 2017, Georgia won the SEC title game 28 to seven after he lost to Auburn. The following year, Tua came in, and if you remember, Tua had a very similar season to Joe Burrow last year. Yep. He was slinging it, Heisman uh, front runner, you know, with uh, competing with Kyler Murray. Yep, uh, and Georgia. Shut him down. And it wasn't until Jalen Hurts came in to the game that Bama got the win, but Georgia still only lost the game 35-28. My point is that Georgia plays well in this football game, and they've lost it two years in a row to Bama, and they're coming with LSU. I think they're going to come in with a game plan. I think they're going to find a lot on tape that they can work with. Kirby Smart is going to pound the ground game on offense. And he's going to shorten the game. He's going to keep Joe Burrow off the field. And I'm saying Georgia not only covers a 7.5, I think Georgia gets the win. Wow. against LSU on Saturday.
1: Wow, wow, wow. I am, do not think Georgia wins this game. They do have a chance to win the game, but give me seven and a half points. My problem with that, and in, in comparing them to the Alabama the Alabama of uh, last year, I just think that offensively, I mean, defensively, LSU's a lot better. Against I, I the run, they're terrible. And also, to, to, to couple with that, Georgia is not the same offense as they were these past two years. No. And... It all starts because teams are just loading the box against Georgia. Their receivers are sorry, Georgia receivers. But if you remember,
0: Bama Bam did the same thing in that game last year, and Fromm
1: really shined. Yeah, well, he had a great Fromm great shined, performance. but he also had three NFL wide ro- ro- receivers. Okay, yeah, but, this uh, but, year, but uh, 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 so but much. I'm just saying
0: he he, yeah, he I, I showed understand. that ability to step up in the big game. I, I think, think
1: we see it again. I think this whole bowl series championship series is is Fromm's opportunity. Kyle Trask threw for
0: 300 yards against his LSU
1: defense. Okay, but Kyle Trask threw for 300 yards against – I said that initially, but I've watched Kyle Trask. He threw for 300 yards against a lot of teams. Miles, I'm on the same side of the tape as you, man. Oh, yeah. No, I, <laughs> I just get defensive here about Georgia just
0: automatically.
1: Oh, man. All
0: right. Georgia plus seven and a half. I mean, we. It, I I think it's going to be a close game. There's, there, there, there's a lot of people out there who think that LSU – I LSU's want my
1: preseason gonna, bet to hit, man. Yeah. Just will it right. into existence. No, I,
0: I got gotcha. you. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and go to the Mountain West Championship game. Hawaii and number 19, Boise State. Boise State, 14-point favorites here. I had Utah State in this game. Uh, I did as well. Against, uh, I believe it was Boise State uh, winning the conference, but that's not happening. Hawaii won the division. Hawaii. You picked Hawaii to win Hawaii. the division. Congrats. Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to take Hawaii here, plus 14, and here's why. In that matchup in October... Woo. Boise State won 59-37 at home. But I'm going to tell you right now, weather is going to be a factor, and I think weather will be an equalizer here in Boise, Idaho. These teams have combined for a total of five starting quarterbacks throughout the year. Yep. A little bit of a shuffle. I believe Hawaii is going to play with two quarterbacks, uh, Boise State up in the air. But if you remember this game last year, it was a defensive battle between Fresno State and Boise State. I think that Hawaii can do enough on offense to cover Fourteen points this time around. Yes, so I'll take away.
1: So you know, um, I'm taking Hawaii as well. I'm defending my pick, but also both quarterbacks for Hawaii are, are 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 great quarterbacks. Okay, great to stretch, but they're good, comparable quarterbacks. Cole McDonald. One thing about him is he's a gamer. This he's going to come out to prove. I think they picked him off a couple times when they played. Um, when they played earlier in the season when they got destroyed. But this Rainbow Warriors offense has proved that they can still compete with teams who want to pound the rock. When they played against Army, I, I think they scored 52 points. They led up 31. But do you think Boise State is going to have another game where they're putting up 45, 55,
0: Plus points. Well, and their defense looked really bad last yes. week. Uh, Boise State has looked susceptible this year on the defensive side of the ball, and that's been the difference. First I mean, time I, starter in a championship game. Yeah, and, and that's what happened against BYU. That That's why they lost that game. So the offense is really impressive, but the defense is it can give up points. I mean, so Hawaii is, is going to get their points here. And I think, here's the thing,
1: the, the Warriors' defense has been playing much better. Yes. So I think that, that they can at least keep it to 14. Let's listen to a name, guys. Just remember this name. If they let Cedric Baird get some space, it will be a nightmare. This man is quick, fast, agile, hostile, mobile. Any any quote you want to say from "Remember the Titans," he is it. Sitting at a total of five nine, about a buck seventy five. He is a beast. He's the guy you want to get into space. And if they can get him into space against Boise State, I feel like this fourteen points is a beautiful cushion for us to have. What we got him next?
0: ACC Championship game, seven thirty kick. Number 23, Virginia. Number 3, Clemson. Clemson, 28-and-a-half point favorites. You heard that right. It's a a 28-and-a-half point spread. Clemson covered a 28-point spread last year in this game against Pitt. But I'm going to tell you right now, that Pitt team is way different than this Virginia team. Yes. Because this Virginia team, much more talented. And they they got a guy named Bryce Perkins. I think alone, I think Bryce Perkins is good for 14 points by himself because of his scrambling ability. If you watch that Virginia-Virginia Tech game, last week, which, by the way, was one of the games of the year. Bryce Perkins really opened the game. He opened the game with about 130 rushing yards in the first quarter. I think, guys, I I think Clemson wins the game by three, four touchdowns. But I'm going to take Virginia here plus 20 and a half just because of the sheer amount of points.
1: So I went back and forth on this, and I thought the game was going to be somewhere around 45 to 14. But then I remembered the play style of Virginia coupled with the the reliance on Travis Etienne, they could win the game by three touchdowns and still not cover. They can win the game by four touchdowns and still, still not, not cover. cover. I'm taking the 28 and a half points with Virginia because Bryce Perkins, all he needs to do is move the chains. That's it. If he, he he doesn't even have to score a ton. He moves the chains, he shortens the game. Clemson can win by 28 and go on to the playoff. And we both
0: win money. Right, and, and Perkins does it with his legs, and that's how he'll get yes. those first downs that'll, that'll shorten the game just enough to cover the 28 and a half.
1: I really love it, and you know, um, I think this line has ballooned so much because Clemson's sheer dominance against Wake Forest, but you have to remember, Wake Forest was, wasn't was playing with a full deck. They're, they were really banged up, their quarterback's banged up, and they are no Virginia. I, I just want to say this also, just so I can highlight Clemson for a second, I was thinking about top receiving cores in the country, and I knew Clemson would be good, but I didn't realize how good they would be because I didn't realize the steps that T. Higgins would take forward this year. He is one of the best receivers in the country, and he might be the best receiver, sorry, Justin Ross, on that team. Amari Rodgers, uh, Amar, T. Higgins, Justin Ross. Man, talk about replacing Hunter Renfo without a problem.
0: And they've been on a tear. They've won seven straight gains by 30 or more points. But Virginia is the best opponent that they have faced all year. So I have to think that they're going to be able to keep it within this very uh, high spread here. All right, uh, let's close it out. The Big Ten Championship game, 8 o'clock kick on Fox. Number one, Ohio State. Number eight, Wisconsin. Ohio State, 16.5-point favorites. Brad, I'm going with the Buckeyes here, 16.5. Back in October, we limited Jonathan Taylor to 52 yards rushing. Chase Young recorded four sacks in that 38-7 yeah. to seven win. I don't think that Wisconsin has an answer or has a game plan that leads to them keeping this within 17 points. I'm going with the bunk
1: guys. I am totally in It's Listen, do you want to talk about the most one-dimensional te- offensive team in college football? That is Wisconsin. It is, a, it is a travesty how good Jonathan Taylor is and how one-dimensional that entire team is around him. Ohio State's going to load the box. But you know what's great about Ohio State loading the box? Yeah, they have great D-line, great linebackers. They have great defensive backs. So they might be out on the island, but it's not like— And it's no problem against Jack Cohn. God, it's not like he's going to— Excuse me. It's not like he's going to go out there and start slinging the rock against this great defense, especially with pressure in his face every time. Give me the 16.5 points with Ohio State all day, every day. I see this game being a 21-plus victory because he's going to shut down Jonathan Taylor. Sure. Jonathan Taylor might break out for a couple big runs, but they can't keep up with you guys offensively, they can't stop you guys on defense, and they can't throw the ball against you guys. It's super simple. Don't overthink this game, guys. And I don't want to hear anything about Wisconsin's defense because
0: J.K. Dobbins put up 220 yeah. yards and four touchdowns against the Michigan defense. You guys had
1: 56 points last week. You guys have three players who are legitimate contenders for the Heisman. Two on offense, two on defense. Oh, yeah. Come on. Oh, Come on, Wisconsin. You're really going to put a damper on Ohio State's championship plans? Get real. Take the
0: favorable spread. Take the 16 and a half. Ohio State's been covering spreads all year, and they're going to do it again here
1: in Indianapolis. Another don't-think it moment. Guys, let's win some money this week. Thank you so much to listen to What's the Spread. Be sure to download our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or however else you get your podcast. But, hey, we also want you to rate us five stars if you love us.